Welcome to She Who Overcomes, the podcast where we help women become confident leaders. I'm Mandy B. Anderson. And I am Rachel Perman. We are your hosts, certified coaches, best-selling authors, and the co-founders of Rayma Team, a life and leadership coaching company for women. We know that most women struggle with seeing themselves as leaders. Our mission is to help you activate your resilience, show up authentically, and say yes to leading yourself well, so you can take care of everything else. What you've overcome makes you a leader, so it's time to own it. Let's dive in and talk about what it takes to step into the shoes of the wise, confident person you were placed on this earth to be. Hey, Overcomers, welcome back to the show. So today, we're going to be talking to you about leading authentically. Helping women live and lead authentically is actually a big part of what we do as coaches here at Rayma Team. Authenticity is a part of leadership, and so we talk about it quite a bit with our clients. However, being authentic is also the skill that most of us and our clients would like to avoid building, mostly because it requires vulnerability. And vulnerability is what makes people feel weak. And I've seen this most often with women. We think vulnerability, um, showing any kind of tears or sadness is also weakness. However, that lack of confidence also breeds and magnifies your insecurities. And it makes it almost impossible to lead yourself well, let alone all the people that you have influence over. But there is some good news. The good news is that you do not have to live in your insecurities for one more moment. You can start right now. And that's what we're going to talk about on today's show. So, um, Rachel, I recently had a conversation with one of my private coaching clients about this. And before we like before I share that, I have to I just have to tell our listeners, like authenticity is part of our Rayma team foundational um, methods that we teach. Like that's what the, the first A in Rayma stands Correct. for is authenticity. <laughs> so um, it's no wonder that I had a conversation about this with my client the other day. And she is a leader of a team. Um, and she mentioned that she kind of felt like she lost herself over the last couple of years. And she really wanted to get her spark back. And Losing herself kind of felt like in her job environment, at least, that she was she was starting to be really unsure of herself, really unsure of her decisions as a leader, really unsure of um, what other people were were thinking of her if they disagreed with with how she thought things should go. And it really was a root of not trusting herself. That's really what it came down to. And it was negatively impacting how she led her team. And so this is why we wanted to dive into this today, because there's a lot of women that I think, especially over the last couple of years, have, have fallen into this pit of not recognizing themselves when they look in the mirror, not recognizing themselves when they are you know, showing up at work because maybe their work environment has changed and they're working remotely and they're still not sure how to handle that big change. Or they've, you know, 
maybe gone back into the office place, but because they've been by themselves so long, it's almost like they lost all of their ability to like connect with other people. And so now they're really unsure and it's awkward. And it is, it's awkward when we go through these things. And it's actually a thing that um, has been researched lately of how people have lost these skills of being connect with of, of being able to connect with other people as well as being able to like show up and be themselves and be confident in what they bring to the table just because of what we've experienced collectively over the last couple of years since the pandemic happened in March 2020. So um, this is why we wanted to dive into this. And we want to specifically dive into what does it look like when your insecurities are showing? And what is the special kind of hell that is created when your insecurities are showing and leading instead of you leading authentically? Because there's definitely a difference. So the number one way that your insecurities are showing and leading you is when you are stuck in comparison and drama. And um, Rachel, anytime that you want to interrupt me to share anything, you definitely can. (laughs) (laughs) So we should probably tell our audience if they're a little bit like, this feels a little bit different, sounds a little bit different. Um, In all transparency and authenticity with you guys, we are not in our podcast studio today. Um, we are each in our own homes because in real time, right now, April 13th, there is snowmageddon outside. We had an April blizzard starting yesterday. Um, so we are on the on Zoom recording this podcast and we have a script so that we can kind of figure out what's going on. But we also need to like mute our things more often. So you might hear kind of some weird transitions or whatever, just so you guys know what's happening. We want to make sure that these podcasts get out to you guys because it's such good information um, for you guys to have to be these rock star leaders and business owners. Um, but that's probably why it sounds just a little bit different. <laughs> and I will probably be like telling each other to like, hey, if you've got thoughts to share or unmute your mic or whatever, that's why it'll be this episode and the next episode. Mm-hmm for sure next week that will be recorded this way. So Absolutely. And I think this is a great way to kind of dive into this whole idea of your insecurities are showing and leading you when you're stuck in comparison and drama. Because one of the things that we could get really uh, uptight about and really like stuck in our heads about right now is this idea that, oh my gosh, our listeners are going to be comparing the next two episodes sound quality wise to other people. And it's not going to sound as good or blah, blah, blah. Um, some people don't care about that. I don't care about that. As long as the content sound like, as long as the content is solid, I really don't care. Um, our podcast editor and producer cares. And that just happens he to be my husband. <laughs> yes. He cares deeply. Um, he does care deeply. And I do, I do appreciate how much he cares about how good we sound because it does reflect on him as a podcast engineer and sound person, but sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. And it's more important to get the information going and out instead of just, you know, having a couple of weeks where we don't have a podcast or, you know, whatever. Actually, yesterday, we literally spent all the day recording videos um, for the upcoming authenticity. Um, We have a mini mind, which we're probably going to be talking about. And the course that you guys have probably heard us talking about already. So we did that via Zoom, which was not 
planned, of course. So I think that's part of that insecurities. Um, you get stuck in that comparison and drama. I mean, honestly, I bet there are a lot of people that might have been like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to do anything until I can get back into my office and, you know, use um, recording equipment that I'm used to, or I wouldn't show up on camera looking like I'm still in my jammies, which both of us look like we still are, if you could see us. Um, but Mandy, do you want to bring in like, or do you want to talk about what this is a lack of when you are stuck in that comparison and drama? Absolutely. So it's a lack of confidence. It's a lack in confidence of what you bring to the table of the value that you offer to the team that you're leading or the business that you have if you're a solopreneur. And it's a lack of confidence in being stuck in comparison and drama. It it feels productive because you're constantly doing something, right? Like you might be scrolling through social media. You might be justifying why you do something this way and why the other person does it that way. Um, you might be, if you're in a team environment at off at the office or even you know remotely working with your team, you might be pouring water on fires that are coming up with you know people drama. But all of that is just busy work. It's not. It's not actually productive in, you know, building a cohesive team, building a healthy and a strong team. And it's definitely not something that a confident rock star leader would do. And this is this is terminology that you're going to hear us bring up more and more because that's really, um, you know, we, we have a couple different sayings here at Rayma Team and it's what you've overcome makes you a leader. And then ultimately, we're helping you become a confident rock star leader um, by helping you build your confidence so you can lead authentically, so you can do all of that. And when you are stuck in comparison, it's really a toxic habit that needs to be addressed. And I think we all go through seasons where this is something that we fall into. I know I definitely have. Um, years ago, I was very um, irritated because there were certain coaches in the coaching industry that I would be comparing myself to. And the reason I did that is because they were building what we have always dreamed of building and talking about. Um, and they were using similar terminology and making it sound like nobody else is doing this. And that just really irked me. But the more that I realized, I'm like, you know what? I had to actually unfollow these people because it was taking away my ability to show up authentically. I felt like I always had to prove myself. I felt like I had to, um, the only way that we could succeed is if we did it exactly like they did it. And guess what? We tried that and it, we failed miserably. Like You have to learn how to overcome this comparison and this drama so you can show up authentically and not let your insecurities lead you. That's that's something important. So how do we do this, right? Like, how do we change this? Well, first off, I mean, we'll actually give you three things here because um, I only have notes for two of them, but I just mentioned something like if you're finding yourself comparing yourself to somebody else in your industry or even somebody you know in your community and you just cannot stop comparing yourself to them, do yourself a favor and block them, unfollow them, like stop Stop consuming what is ripping you apart inside. 
If you do not have the maturity to stop the comparison, then at least stop the ability for your eyes to see it. That that's one way. Um, another way is to focus on gratitude, right? Like we have to get ourselves out of this comparison and this drama that we constantly feed ourselves. And one of the ways that we do that is we focus on gratitude every single day, jot down maybe a list of skills and qualities that you're thankful for in yourself, as well as in the team that you lead or the coworkers that you work with, right? Because obviously not every person listening to this podcast is the leader at a team. They might, you might just be an employee and maybe you're learning how to lead yourself, but If you can lead yourself in finding gratitude and celebrating your team members, this is one way that you can start to lead your organization, even though you're an employee. Um, Learning to celebrate instead of comparing is a huge skill that really changes the outlook and the, um, the structure of your daily life, as well as the people that you work with. So Fill your mind with truth of what's possible and what's good instead of what's wrong. And honestly, this is something that that often gets addressed and worked on in our She Leads Authentically mini mind and the leadership course that we have coming up. So you can hear about that um, at the end of the show and in the show notes. But then the second thing I would say of how you change this, this number one way that your insecurities are showing up of comparison and drama is to grow your faith. And that, that doesn't mean necessarily from a spiritual aspect. It means grow your faith in yourself, that you are capable of letting go of the comparison trap, and you're capable of building this skill of authenticity and faith that there's enough to go around, right? Like that just because somebody else might be doing what you want to do or working with clients that you want to work with or getting the recognition in in your team that you want, that does not mean that there's not room for you to also receive those things. But you have to open up your hands to receive it. You have to build your faith muscle to believe that it can happen. I love the um, idea. And I'm sure I might've heard this before, but for whatever reason today, it's just kind of stuck where you said being stuck in comparison and drama feels productive because you're constantly doing something. And oh my goodness, I have found myself stuck in that. And I'm sure um, you guys that are listening have probably been like, oh, that does feel productive now that you talk now that I look back. Um, I like to call it research because research sounds better than scrolling <laughs> or <laughs> I just had to let people hear me laugh and I couldn't find my mute button. Um, because that is exactly what it is. doing market research market research I mean honestly it's really you know entrepreneurs that probably get stuck in that one specifically um especially online like I'm just researching (laughs) um but yeah you got to watch that because you might not be just researching you might be stuck in that comparison trap Hey, quick coffee break from the podcast so that we can ask you some important questions. Number one, do you feel like you're constantly comparing yourself to other women? Meaning you are trying to show up authentically, 
but you're frustrated because other women seem to have it more together than you and you just can't stop comparing yourself to them. Second question, are you afraid that people will reject you or fire you if you showed up authentically because secretly you feel like an imposter? If these resonate with you in any way, we want you to run to the show notes and grab your ticket to the Authenticity Mini Retreat happening in Bismarck, North Dakota on May 6th and 7th. Or for our online community, get on the wait list for the She Leads Authentically online course. And as a waitlist champion, you're going to get a discount of $150 off when it launches. This is our Rayma Team foundational method for stepping into the shoes of your most authentic self. So if you want to show up authentically and confidently, finally stop doubting yourself and stand firm in smart decisions and proudly own your mistakes and your successes then check out the show notes, grab your ticket for the Authenticity Mini Retreat in Bismarck, North Dakota, or get on the wait list for the She Leads Authentically online version. All right, coffee break is over. Let's get back to the show. Let's talk about um, number two. So your insecurities are showing and leading when you get offended by others. Okay, offense is a big one when it comes to insecurities. Now, this really shows up when it's someone who's trying to help you beat your best, okay? Um, this really is a lack of maturity and growth. And I kind of had to chuckle a little bit to myself when I saw, um, I don't think you did this on purpose, but um, this is probably the one I've had to deal with quite a bit, especially when it comes to my own talents and abilities. I can get very defensive about what I know I'm good at when somebody is criticizing. It could be constructive criticism. It could just be regular old criticism. It really doesn't matter. Like I really, my first response is always to kind of have that offense show up, which I hate it. I'm working on it. I will probably always be working on it um, because it is a lack of maturity. It is um, a defense mechanism. It, it means that there's usually, for me at least, there's a wound there probably from somebody in the past saying something, maybe an old liar label that hasn't been worked on yet. So if this is you and you're like, oh gosh, I think that's me. Don't get stuck in like the guilt part of this. Use it as like a, like, a, you know, like a sign post or a goal, you know, that it's showing you somewhere that you need to or something that you need to be working on, something that isn't healed yet. So when you show up offended, you're not able to lead at all because you think everyone is against you if they have a different opinion of you. And honestly, we know this, but we have to keep repeating it for ourselves and for everybody listening. What your, people's opinion of you is none of your business. Like you cannot change people's opinion of you um, unless that person wants to change their opinion of you. Um, so when you show up in that defense, when you feel in defense and offended, you're not going to lead very well because you're going to lead from that defense and you're going to lead from that offense and you're not going to um, be open to communication. You're not going to be open to conflict resolution. You're not going to be open to new ideas. Um, you're not going to be open to delegating um, or any of the things that you know a really great leader does well. Or um, People can 
let this insecurity show if you assume that someone is speak, you know, speaks maybe more direct than you do or is telling you something that they think you could be working on. Um, you just take it as an assumption that you're not good enough or they don't like you. And that's not the case at all. And this might show up maybe more often when you are working on a team and maybe you have a um, a boss over you or another leader that is you know above you that has to give that kind of constructive criticism. Um, but that quick quick assumption that, oh my gosh, I'm not good enough, they don't like me, that definitely is a signal that your insecurities are showing and leading. And then what does this do? This causes you to think the worst of everyone. It really does. It like it, it gives you such a narrow lens of people. It makes you very untrusting of people. It makes you think that everyone is out to get you. Nobody likes you. Um, it makes you really, really hard to get along with and to work with. And really, just honestly, nobody likes to be around somebody who is like that. We all know somebody who's like that. We've all probably worked with somebody who's like that. And I'm sure we have all been somebody like that at least once or twice in our life. So how do you change it? How do you stop letting that insecurity um, lead you into being easily offended? Number one is you work on letting go of the control that people need to agree with you or see things your way. I mean, honestly, it does nothing but bring up the last few years when it comes to especially the United States where we live, um, everybody's really offended about all of the things all of the time. And letting go of the control that people need to agree with you or see things your way, we could probably get some healthy conflict resolution going if some if once in a while we would just stop and breathe and think long enough that it's okay that somebody doesn't agree with you. It's okay that somebody doesn't see things your way. It is okay if you think differently than the people around you. Um, it is okay if you care about things that are different than the people around you. It's okay that you um, have changed your mind. If you've given yourself enough grace to change your mind as you grow and mature and change, we need to give other people grace to um, be able to just stay where they're at in their thinking process and move on. It's okay. You do not have to take offense to every Thing every person says. So that's the first way. Work on letting go of the control that people need to agree with you or need to see things your way. Also, there's one that's kind of hidden in their um, in the explanation, and it's that you need to let go of the idea that everybody has to like you. That is just such a false way to live. It's such a huge lie that if somebody doesn't like you, you're not a good leader, or if somebody doesn't respond you know, the best way that you think that they should, that somehow there's something wrong with you. It's okay that people don't like you. It's okay that as you get more clear, maybe if you're a business owner or an entrepreneur, that as you get more clear on what it is that you're doing and walking in your authority and people get mad, that's going to happen and it's okay. And it's how you change um, this idea that offense is leading first or not idea, this reality that offense is leading first and insecurities are just like, controlling the show. And then the final way to change this is to stop nitpicking people in your mind and start assuming the best. Now, we all have these moments in our in our past where we've been hurt by somebody who is clearly toxic, who is clearly um, unwell, 
But honestly, that's not everybody. And we tend to to get to this place when we do not deal with our own hurts and insecurities where we see everybody through that lens. And because we've been hurt by one person or two people or five people or 10 people, all the other 6 billion people on the world in the world are the same way. And we start assuming that everybody um, is against us. Everybody thinks the way that they thought or the that they're eventually going to do the same thing to you that this hurtful person did in the past. We really have to be careful with what we're thinking about other people. And part of that gratitude that Mandy talked about earlier helps you with this, especially if you start being thankful for the people in your life, the people around you, the people you work with, your family members, your friends, stop nitpicking them and start just putting them on your gratitude list. You'd be pretty surprised at how quickly this thought process can stop if you start twisting it into gratitude and assuming the best out of others and celebrating the good, even with the people that rub you the wrong way, even with the people who might be doing it some way that you don't want to, or, you know, aren't living their life or listening or, um, you know, following your leadership the way that you want them to stop nitpicking them and start assuming the best out of them. And those three things are really going to help you make sure that you're not easily offended by others, especially when they're trying to help you be your best and you can really lead with confidence instead of insecurity. Okay. So I just have to tell you, Rachel, I was not at all thinking that this was (laughs) like, I, this was not a backhanded way of bringing this up because what I was thinking when I, when I, wrote this particular point down. Um, and when, you know, we've kind of been talking about what does it look like when your insecurities are showing, um, on the flip side of this, somebody who maybe isn't a leader in your life, but could be a, someone you're really close to, um, but they start, becoming somebody who's more toxic in your life and they just start making choices that are hurtful. Mm -hmm. Um, That's where this was kind of coming from because I think when you are somebody who maybe isn't the leader, but actually, no, let's take this from a leadership standpoint. When you are somebody who is leading um, from the viewpoint of offense and your insecurities are leading you from that viewpoint, what that does to other people is it makes them shrink because this happened to me. Somebody um, really tore down all of the, the words that I had given them through the years to help them be their best and to encourage them. And they twisted them into judgment and offense. And what that did to me is it actually made me hide. It made me want to... Um, it made me insecure because I didn't feel like I could show up authentically because somebody might take it the wrong way. And it's taken like two solid years of hard work with a counselor and even with my coaches to get over that and to realize that I am not in charge of how other people um, perceive my actions. All I'm in charge of is what the words that I say, the way that I say it, and the person that I am. And so if this has happened to you and you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, like I haven't been leading by offense, but I've been scared to show up authentically because somebody once tore me down so bad that it it just hurt and I didn't want to ever 
um, go through that again, then this is the area you, you need to work on is to build that confidence. Because I think when that happens, you actually fall into the third thing that we want to end with today. And it's this, your insecurities are showing and leading you when you are guarded and when you're stuffy and when you're stiff like that, those are qualities of somebody who's not being authentic. And there's a lot of reasons why, right? Like it, this is actually a lack of vulnerability and it feeds imposter syndrome because you're constantly afraid that people are going to discover the real you and think you've been a fraud or you feel like the authentic version of you was a fraud because of how somebody else perceived it. So it's really this like um, it's sick and twisted is really what it is, because now all of a sudden you feel like I can't be the real me because everybody else takes it the wrong way. Well, that is not on you. That's on them. Like when you are guarded and stuffy and stiff and choosing to not be vulnerable, it's often because um, you've been hurt or it comes from a place where you always had to be the strong one. And a lot of times it can be trauma from your past, from maybe people that um, taught you that vulnerability wasn't safe with them. And so now you think vulnerability isn't safe with anybody. Uh, But even if it's not like extreme forms of trauma where there's like mental, emotional or physical abuse, it can still happen in in friendships. It can still happen in workplace relationships where all of a sudden we latch onto this idea that we can't show up authentically because somebody might take it the wrong way. And learning how to get over that and, and, and um, I always hate that phrase, get over that. And so that's not exactly what I mean. Like learning how to um, not feed that thought process takes some work. Like how you do that is honestly, you got to work with a coach. You got to work with somebody who can help you start identifying the habits and the actions that keep you hidden. Why you feel like you have to hide. Like work with somebody on that because not only are you going to gain a lot of insight into why you do that or what it looks like when you're doing that, your coach is also going to provide a safe place for you to practice being vulnerable. And when you overcome the idea of being offended by everything, like you'll be able to see your coach as a type of person who cares about helping you be your best. And when you have that, that perspective, you can take the tough love and you can take the constructive, constructive criticism so much better, right? Because there's definitely a difference between criticism and constructive criticism. One is just complaining and comparing. The other is really truly meant to help you grow, help you become the best version of yourself. And that is where any like rock star confident leader and even a coach, that's where they're coming from when they are giving that type of feedback. So the other thing that you can do to change this of being too guarded and stuffy and stiff is to brainstorm ways that you can slowly start to show vulnerability with your team or your trusted people or your clients even. Um, You don't have to let all of your skeletons out of the closet. Like that's not what being vulnerable means because by all means, I mean, Rachel, you and I had some leadership 
uh, training that we did with, with two different companies. And some people were really struggling with vulnerability because they're like, I'm a really private person. I don't want people knowing all my stuff. That's not what vulnerability means. No. And vulnerability requires wisdom. This is not just like opening up your wounds and bleeding all over everybody around you. Like that, that's therapy. That is, that is like a group environment that can be maybe coaching depending on, um, but that is not necessarily great leadership, nor is it vulnerability when you just, when you just spew out all the things that are happening. Um, and, but the thing is, Mandy, I think this does happen. Like people will be too vulnerable, too quick, too soon, too much information when they don't have those people in place, like a coach, a professional, um, a counselor, especially if it's something that, you know, something from the past that you need to deal with. If you don't deal with this stuff, it does become harder to keep a lid on all the skeletons in the closet. Like there's oh, absolutely. You barely like open the door a tiny bit and they all fall out. And so I, I get how scary it can be when, when you haven't done the hard work that you need to. Um, but that's, that's not what we're talking about here. Like you do not have to be worried that we're like, please go back to your office and be as vulnerable as possible with your coworkers and your boss. And no, 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 no. <laughs> Wisdom first, first lead yourself well. Um, and then you can practice how to lead vulnerably with a team. Um, just mm-hmm. want to make sure that caveats in there. Cause I know people always think that they're like, they do. I can't do it. It's too hard. Well, it is. If you look at it only from that way. Well, and I think a simple way of showing vulnerability with a team or with your clients is when hard things happen and they're looking to you for solutions mm-hmm. or to lead the way, being vulnerable enough to say, you know what? I don't have the answers right now. I'm open to feedback. I'm open to ideas. This is a situation I've never been in or we've never been in. And we might need to give it a little bit more time than trying to figure it out right now. Like that is one way to show vulnerability. Do people know the skeletons in your closet? No, you didn't tell them your deepest, darkest fears. (laughs) Like that's not what, right? No, no, it can be. And with the right people, that's a beautiful thing, but not everybody can handle that. Um, We even have one client who has recently been struggling with, um, you know, work relationships where people are misunderstanding their uh, words or maybe even blowing some of their words out of proportion Mm -hmm. and causing friction on the team because um, it's turning into gossip. I mean, these are things that happen quite frequently, to be honest, in different workplace environments, especially if nobody is in charge of creating a healthy environment among a team. And so like that type of of thing is, is, you know, the wisdom part. I'm so glad that you brought that up because having the wisdom to know, is this person somebody that I should share my life with that vulnerably? Or, you know, what does vulnerability look like with each person on my team? That might be a great action step to kind of brainstorm and journal as you're as you're working on overcoming these insecurities because not everybody can handle being spoken to the same way and that's because all of our personalities are different right like we we need to know as leaders and as women who care about uh, influencing and impacting the world around us we need to know how to speak their language we need to know 
what is too much for this person right now based on our relationship, based on you know, maybe what they're going through based on the situation, like what do they need to know and what's too much? I think that is a key too when it comes to vulnerability. We've definitely told too much in the past to some of our past team members and it was not a good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, That was a hard lesson to learn. Like, what do you share with your team and what don't you share with your team? And so all of this is um, great information that you really should listen to on repeat this week. Um, I agree. I agree. Because you might need to refer to it again and again, honestly, because your insecurities are going to show from time to time. Being an authentic leader does not mean that you never struggle with insecurities again. You're going to go through seasons. And so there might be a time where you're like, okay, well, I've definitely worked on being offended and now I'm going to work on the other two. And then something (laughs) happens and you're like, oh, I'm offended again. Where'd that come from? That happens. Like every level of growth in some aspects will require you to round a mountain again and see how far you've grown. Yep, absolutely. I'm actually working with a team right now who is working on um, taking back feedback. The, The leadership team at the company is working on feedback that they got from um, former employees and even current employees that the way that they were handling conflict resolution was actually making it worse. And we often think of like, you know, when it comes to vulnerability, you have to be some kind of a verbal processor. Like it involves this like huge, like long conversations where everybody like sits around a bonfire kumbaya moment. It can be, but sometimes it's literally getting your leadership team together and be like, hey, what are our policies? What do we need to change? Who do we need to help us um, to go through this and make sure that our employees are feeling like they are heard by leadership, are feeling like the ball is not dropped by leadership or that they can come to us and know that it's going to be handled properly without embarrassing anybody or without assuming that things are handled when they're not. And that's a beautiful way to show vulnerability, both as a leader and as a company without requiring you to, you know, show a ton of vulnerability. Um, But I think there's a lot of confidence and vulnerability that can be shown through action, not just words. So that's one thing to think about um, if you are leading a team ways that you can um, bring vulnerability in without making people feel uncomfortable. And that's in how you solve problems. It's how quickly um, you address situations. And all of that is a part of this. And so what we really want to make sure to leave you with is this thought that your insecurities should not be leading you. Yes, it happens from time to time, but it should definitely be a red flag that something is out of line, something is amiss. Insecurities should not be leading you. If this resonates with you, then your next step is to join us at the She Leads Authentically Mini Mind. We've mentioned it a couple of times throughout the um, podcast today, but this is for you, this mini mind, if you're determined and teachable with a deep desire to be your your best. The status quo is not going to be your cup of tea. Like You don't want any more status quo in your life, in your leadership, in your personal and professional life. You want more from this one precious life you get to live. This is also for you if you're a working professional who wants to level up in your career or your business. And you're going to be somebody who values leadership and character over charisma. I'm going to say that again. You value leadership and character over charisma. You crave that vulnerability and that authentic connection with all of your relationships, whether they're personal or professional. You need to be at this mini mind. 
This is also for those of you who want to stop constantly comparing yourself to other women. Or you're trying to find meaning in the things that you've overcome. Like you you have heard us say that line, what you've overcome makes you a leader. And you really want to dive into what that looks like for you. So you can show up authentically no matter what it takes. And, you know, maybe you do want to inspire others along the way. And finally, it's for the person listening who wants to live and lead authentically. You have this deep desire to live and lead an authentic life. But you're afraid that people are going to reject you or worse, fire you if they get to know the real you. So we are definitely going to be teaching you how to do all of that and more in this online mini mind for women. So join the wait list today to save $150 when registration opens on April 25th. The link that you need is in the show notes and we will see you on the very next episode. Hey, Overcomers, we talked about this during the episode. Registration is now open for the Authenticity Mini Retreat. This training is for the woman who wants to step into the shoes of her most authentic self. This is the Rayma Team foundational method that we teach our clients who feel like you want to stop comparing yourself to other women or you're trying to find meaning in the things you've overcome so you can inspire others. And you deeply desire to live authentically and help others to do the same. But you're afraid that people are going to reject you or fire you. We're going to teach you how to do all of this and more in the Authenticity Mini Retreat. The registration link is in the show notes. So run and grab your spot today. And hey, if you're not able to attend live, but you're desperate to learn how to show up authentically, then we've got a special offer just for our online community. Get on the waitlist for the She Leads Authentically online course. When you join the waitlist, you'll get access to a special discount code of $150 off when registration opens. Run to the show notes to find the link and become a waitlist champion today. If you've got questions about whether or not this experience is for you, send us a DM on Instagram. We'll see you on the next episode.